Alrighty, welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on Artavius VZ. Awesome. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, I always tell people how I found you, and it was uh the late great mm-hmm. Courtney Therese. Um, so you do a lot of stuff from yes. from what I saw, and I'm really interested in. Uh, just finding out like how you got started in mm-hmm. doing it because I'm a type of person that I do a ton of stuff. I actually right. so this is the building of Damage Media Group, okay. but this is Romero Records podcast. <laughs> so uh, Damage Media, we do photography, videography. Uh, it's also a record label, so we nice. deal with artists and their music, right. and um, and also I've been dabbling in <laughs> blogs. So okay. I'm interested in talking about your your magazine and mm-hmm. stuff and. Um, yeah, that's that's most of the bulk stuff I do, but that's just my businesses. I also have a job. I work at Owens Corning nice. um, as a automation technician. So okay. I do a lot of different stuff, <laughs> random right. different stuff. So, um, but again, let's get into to what you do and uh, and how you started. Yeah. So basically, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be able to be at the table with you. <laughs> Um, me, oh my God, so many things, but how I introduce myself, I'm an entrepreneur, an actor, an author, um, an advocate, and so many other things, but um, those are the main things that I do. But I love to, speaking of like the magazine, I love art. Art is the first three letters of my first name, which I like to shamelessly plug, <laughs> but um, it's, it's my life. I love art. I love everything about it, and it's just being able to connect with so many different type of people that are creative. So I remember when I was younger, people used to always say, you can't have no career in art. You don't make no real money with that. But as I got older, I realized everything you see around you, an artist had to create in some way, shape, or form. So it's like, okay, so now what? But um, going to the magazine, I was so excited to come up with that because I previous uh, work creating this one, I was a part of four other teams hmm. where I was doing magazines, but I didn't necessarily like what they was doing. So I, un- I understand the business behind it, but I was like, okay, I want to do something different. So I just started it myself, just took the leap of faith mm-hmm. and was like, okay, I'm going to use my resources and the artists that I know to kind of help promote them or help, you know, share their stories. Because one thing what I love about the magazine artist feature is it's not necessarily about the art that the artists do. It's more so geared towards the story behind the art. Because mm. a lot of times when it comes to like competitions or your competitors, other art magazines highlight the art of the artists. Or you'll see the art and then you see maybe like a little blurb or something of the artist that created that piece, whether it's a painting or a sculpture or whatever. In artist feature, I get the story of the artist, like what inspired you to do this? So what got you to get into this field of, or this genre of artistry? So what was your upbringing? What is the story? Like think of your favorite, like on here is musicians. So think of your favorite musician. Would you, could you imagine asking them what got them into that field or what are some of the things that you've done or what some of the lessons or, you know, stuff that you've learned that you can give to the next generation to kind of, you know, inspire them to go into what they wanted to do. So it's fun to be able to share those stories and to get the behind the scenes 
of the artist behind the work. So I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's really why I love my podcast is Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people don't get that behind the scenes type story of like why somebody started doing what they're doing, like how they keep continuing to do it. And it's, it's just a great thing to know because like, when when we have these conversations and um I, and I've had people tell me this before just by listening to my podcast they're mm-hmm. like dude I've been going through that same thing and yeah. I didn't think anybody else thought like me <laughs> and right, stuff like right. that and it's like yo just just by me deciding to record my yeah. like my thoughts and my yeah. and my words with other people my conversations <laughs> it's helped out so many other people yeah. just realizing like oh that person's just like me. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. It's definitely fun to be able to um, see representation mm. as far as people, not necessarily that look like you, but those who think like you. Mm. And one thing or quite a few things that a lot of people don't know about me is I've had a kidney transplant. Mm. And it's so funny because they were like, I would have never knew that. Of course, because I don't look sick. I don't appear to be <laughs> sick, all of that. But um, this year, July 15th, I celebrated my 17th year post-kidney transplant. So everything has been great. And my biggest thing is what I do with my mission um, is to just be that representation Mm -hmm. and to inspire others. Well, I say empowering the next generation. And what I mean by that is to really be that representation that people don't necessarily see. So Mm -hmm. whether it's the disability community or those who've had kidney transplants or they're artists or they're gay or whatever they are. Um, I just want to be a positive representation. Mm. And for me, with everything that I go through, for those who don't understand dialysis and all of that, it's it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. But to show people that you can go through all of that and still follow your dreams and do what you want to do. And I just try to you know be that representation. And when it came to art, um, I went to art school, Memphis College of Art here, um, before they closed. So that oh, they just closed? Yeah. Hmm. So they closed it. And um, I ended up getting my master's at uh, Full Sail University. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm actually in Full Sail right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What are you taking up? I'm doing music business. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Congrats. <laughs> Small I'm trying to go back. Hang on. <laughs> After that master's, I was like, look, I got enough. Because <laughs> I can't stand sitting in nobody's classroom. Yeah. But um, so when I was in art school in undergrad, I saw professors that was um, down talking like students as hmm. if like, if your work isn't a Picasso, it's not worthy. Oh right. My God. Exactly. <laughs> so I was in these classes and I'm like, are you serious? There's one Picasso. <laughs> right. And who could be him? So I'm like, it's, I didn't like this. So that um, from that instance, I created um, the I Am Art campaign. Hmm. And basically what the campaign stood for was just, you know how people say, like the big Superman, show the S on your chest. Um, it's like, though, it's your armor. So mm-hmm. I am art. Everything that comes after art is what you are. I mean, everything that comes after am, I am mm-hmm. is who you are. So I am is very important. So I was like, I am art. And it was playing on my brand name, Artavius. Well, not my brand name, my name. Yeah. Um, I was playing off that, and I was like, this is something that's going to be huge. And the okay. students at the school loved it, came out with like merchandise. I had I Am Art shirts and everything, and they blew it up. So, of course, I was in my little ego. I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. But I knew as I continued to do that, I saw that 
through my research and um, listening to the other students while I was a student as well, is they just wanted a safe space where they can be themselves and to, you know, you know, be not necessarily catered to, but to be um, to be heard mm. and to feel like they can be represented. Yeah. So like you were saying with those who um, listen to your podcast, they can see themselves through, through you. And it's like, this is important. And that's why I feel with the Artist Feature Magazine, it actually started as a blog on the website. And I started, it was way more than just an interview column. So mm. I was like, let's make it into a magazine. And from there, literally, we... This next issue that comes out will be our second year anniversary issue. And I'm so excited, super <laughs> excited because it's only been two years and everything has been going so great. All the different artists I get to meet, I get to talk to and just interview is so much fun. And mm-hmm. everybody and their mama want to be featured. Everybody want to be on the cover. So it's like, it's it's fun to see people. To be able to find a safe space within the magazine where they can see themselves and they can, you know, be represented and they can, you know, show their true colors of who they are and express themselves with no judgment. So it's like I'm very proud to be able to provide a platform that gives artists, any type of artist, any type of entrepreneur, that platform. So I'm very grateful for that. Do you feel like there is, I'm not going to say not enough, but like... um do you feel like you have plenty of people to to reach out to and contact about this? Like, or do you feel like oh, I have a hard time finding the right people? Okay, so one thing that I remember from working at previous magazines is um, a lot of people paid for spots to be in magazines or to be on covers and stuff like that. You can't do that in my magazine. You mm. have your art have to prove that you know you can do that. Yeah. Not saying it's worth it or not, but it's like it's a certain genre or a certain type of you know artistry that we have in the magazine. Mm. Anybody can't just be featured. Yeah, yeah. So you got to come correct. That's what I said. You got to come correct. I love that. Yeah, because the thing is, what I've learned in these past seven issues that we've had is people get booked. And, you know, reached out to when they see them in the magazines. I'm very proud to say that if you're in this magazine, there are going to be other gigs that come after this because there's some big people that look into this magazine. Mm. So I'm very honored to be able to say this. So my thing is, it's not like I'm saying no. It's like I'm hating on your craft. I'm doing no. You're not ready. Mm. You don't have your social media intact. Your website is not ready. I'll, you have to be ready because if somebody tells you or somebody calls you, okay, could you come out to this show, such and such and such and such, if you ain't ready, you're going to miss the opportunity. Artavius is dropping balls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying you got to be ready. And that's not to be mean or anything. And I tell people, sometimes I can come off as a little harsh. And I'm in a little frame. So look, this little frame got to have big voice. So it's like... You got to be ready. Mm. You got to be ready. You got to be presentable. You have to be professional. You have to have your stuff ready. Have your email ready. Have your mixtape stuff ready to send. Have the links. Have your social media intake. If they need to contact you, have your links. Have it ready. Because people is not going to be waiting. If you ain't got it right there, okay, they're going to go somebody else. Mm. But to come back to the question, I'm sorry <laughs> for that long illustration, but... um. What I did, I didn't want to box myself in to make it a Memphis magazine. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's based out of Memphis, but everybody in it is not in Memphis. Okay. So I try to, well, I don't try, but I like to open up the borders 
to um, showcase different artists from different parts of the world. And one thing that keeps it interesting for me, because with some other artists' magazines, it can get boring real fast. So you really have to have a passion. And that's what, in anything you do, you have to find a way to make it fun, make it interesting. Um, so with each issue that I do, it's themed. Hmm. So like the last issue um, was, what was it? Musical independence. Okay. So basically with musical independence, it's um, setting the stage for independent artists. And it was so perfect that I have, that's the issue that's out now to come on here when you have this music yeah, yeah. thing that you do. So it's great. Um, each issue is themed. So a lot of people will come to me like, can I, I want to be featured in this. I want to be featured in that. Well, let me check you out. Let me see if you're ready. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm going to see if you fit within the theme of what is coming up next. Yeah. Um, if not, I won't, I won't be able to feature you now, but I can keep you in my member bank. So mm. when I come around to an issue that I feel you'll be a good fit for, um, but that will be more beneficial for you, um, I will feature you in that one. Because with me, I don't just feature people just to be featuring people. Mm. Just to say, okay, I got all these people in my magazine. It's a reason for everybody. And how I handle each of my artists that I feature is I want to make sure I represent you in the appropriate way. And because I know one thing, some people or some publications don't care. As long as you pay your money and they got the pictures and your story, you good. I ain't going to do you like that because I'm an artist as well. And for me, if I want to be represented, I want to make sure I'm represented right. And I have all of my dots you know, my eyes dots, my T's crossed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure, and I'm going to be on you. And I'm the type of friend or person that you get this, you get on this. Is, how's that going? I'm always checking in and make sure you own your stuff because we can't have you slacking back here. We, 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 don't, we don't do that over here. Yeah. So um, I'm very I'm very in tune with artists. Um, I don't just email you. I'm reaching out. I'm calling. Um, I, I build that relationship because as we get into each issue, I keep in contact with every artist that... I feature mm. because we're family now. And it's like, okay, I see what you're doing. If you're in a show in Memphis, I'll come out if I got the time. So mm. it's like, if not, I buy a ticket just to support you. Well, you know, do what I can to support an artist because I know what it feels like to not be supported as an artist, and especially independent artists. Yeah. Like when they don't get that much money as far as doing the gig and all of that, I can help by supporting or. Um, sharing your post. You know, it's not, it's don't cost to share a post these days. <laughs> yeah. But, But it's like I try my best to do everything I can as a publisher and as the editor-in-chief of the magazine to represent every artist as I would want to represent myself. So Mm. that's how I do business for this. And I can confirm Artavius when he – basically when you're talking about, um, you know, making sure everybody's got all their stuff good (laughs) and and on somebody because – you were asking me about my uh, the podcast and yeah. posting before, and I yeah. was like, "Before, like I just do it after." <laughs> but that's I knew, like literally, when you said that, mm-hmm. I was like, "This dude is serious about yeah. this." Like, because when you like when you make an effort to do those kinds of things, yeah. that shows uh, attention to detail, yeah. professionalism, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and I. I've tried to work with a lot of people who just don't have that in them. Yeah. So when I see somebody who has that in them, mm-hmm. I, I can identify it immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like a sigh of relief. It's yeah. like, oh, God, thank you. Right. <laughs> I have somebody who's like going to be hard on me like yeah. I'm hard on me. You know what yeah. I mean? That's somebody who's actually going to like push the boundaries and, yeah. and put in work and stuff like that. And yeah. It's very hard to come by, I'll, yeah. I'll say. 
And I definitely no problem with that because I'm I'm when I see potential in people, it's like this can be so much better. You can yeah. do this, you can do this. There's a couple things I definitely would suggest with you in the podcast. This is good. Yeah. I don't know if nobody told you, but this is good. <laughs> and um, it's just yeah, just those small things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm an artist. I'm very in tune with details. Mm-hmm. Every little I tell people I'm a stubborn perfectionist. I must admit. I'm a stubborn perfectionist, but it's like you gotta come correct mm-hmm. because if it's all about how you present it. Because yeah. if you present it professional, you can book professionals. Mm-hmm. If you present it sloppy, you get sloppy people. So yeah. it's like presentation is everything. And the more you you know sharpen your craft and sharpen what you're doing, how can I make this better? How can I promote this better? Great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely a start, but definitely it's some stuff that I know that you can tap into that won't be too much crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. this It's really fun just, yeah. like, getting somebody to that point. Like, yeah. When you are able to see somebody just grow and to see, like, their potential, mm-hmm. to me that's just fun. It's, yeah. it's fun to be a human and evolve. Yeah. And a lot of people, they just don't. They either don't get to that point or they don't have the support system, the yeah. ecosystem in their life that that helps them get to that yeah, point. Yeah, so, so true. We, we all need that. Yeah, definitely. Because I know, again, I know what that feels like to not have nobody there and to have to do everything by yourself. But um, like I said, when I have friends or I see somebody trying to do something creatively, and if I can help, I would definitely offer advice. I mean, I'm like, look. This is what I would do. Not saying what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is correct or whatever, but this is how you can spruce it up just a little bit or try this to, you know, get more likes or get more followers or, you know, to kind of help upgrade what you're doing mm. just a, a little bit to kind of help you, as my mom used to say, help you see a little better. <laughs> but but um, it's like, it's the small things and what people don't understand is it's, it don't take that much yeah. to do certain things. Like, it's it's really not that hard, but a lot of people are, especially if I can speak on us as far as black people, because I'm only black, I've never been in the other thing. <laughs> um, we have it hard in supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing is, it's like, it's not... That I'm hating or I'm jealous or anything, because I got plenty of stuff to do. Trust me, I'm I'm not jealous. I'm not. I don't want to be you. Yeah. I have enough. You can take some of the things that I have. You can do that. (laughs) But um, I definitely want to see us win. And Mm. I definitely like for startup businesses. I love brand identity Mm. and um, marketing and advertising is my thing. So um, it's like what I tell people. I make the complicated stuff look pretty. Mm. So it's. It's, it's so much fun to me to see people win and to see people go after the things they want to do and to say that I've helped or I was a part of them before they got big or before they got all into that. So it's like, I just love it. The whole building process, it's fun. And mm-hmm. I just love to to share my advice on the stuff that I've learned from grad school or I've learned from these different conferences that I went to, to help those who may can't afford the conference or who may can't go to school to do all of this because it's expensive. But um, if I can share it and give it back, hey, take it, use it. I may can't do it for you, mm-hmm. but I can assist you and, you know, try this or try this and see if that works and try to make it easy for them to be able to manage without having to hire eight people to do certain things because a lot of people don't know I do everything by myself. 
Oh, so, do you? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, no, there's no way. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's, it's just me. I am the team. Mm-hmm. I am Artist Feature Magazine. So it's like having your schedules and having your scheduled posts. That's going to be the best thing you've ever. Mm. Yes. Hoop sweet. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. But yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's, it don't hurt to give back or share. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the magazine a okay. bit. You, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, like, you can just show it to the camera yeah. and so everybody can see it. This um, is the newest issue. And it looks great. Thank um, you. So are you doing that? Like you literally put this together? Everything in there I created, I wrote all of it. And okay, I can tell based off the fact that like the post that you created before this, mm-hmm. like. I was like, that was quick, and this looks great. <laughs> I like, See, I have nice. I have templates. Like when you first, for some some people, when it comes to advertising and um, marketing and stuff like that, you create templates. So if you're gonna continue to do certain things, you keep you know keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, but with the uh, when I do interviews or when I do like podcast stuff like that, I already have a template made out for me to do it. Mm. All I would need is like a logo or what's the name of it, and all that. I can just change names, I can just change logos, change the pictures or whatever. Boom, it's Good done. Yeah. You gotta make it easy. Don't be too make it too hard. Mm-hmm. But with the magazine, um, yeah, I create everything <laughs> in there, and that's why it takes so long. <laughs> but um it's really it's my baby and it's like a two now she'll be two mm-hmm. so it's it's so much fun to create i really put all of my effort all of my creative juices into each issue and it's so much fun to create so much fun and it's so glad that i'm so glad that people who are featured or who knows about the magazine or support it they love it too mm-hmm. so that makes it even more fun so that's I just love it. I love it. So everybody who's featured, are you finding them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's your process like? How do you so, how do you get into these people? Okay, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first thing is I go through like each year. Like now we at starting the second. Well, now going into the third year. So once we get to like the anniversary issue, I write the working titles or possible themes for the next four issues because it's four a year okay um it's a quarterly magazine um and i just as i write the the themes for each one then i start thinking of people okay so what type of artists would go like for musical independence what type of artists would go into musical independence okay so what type of independent artists do i want to feature for the most part um, it'd be black people mm-hmm. because, I mean, the other people, they got their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like to share, I like to have a couple, um, divert, I like diversity, period. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to different races, I like to have a sprinkle of them, you know. But for the most part, I love to represent us mm-hmm. because a lot of times we don't get much credit as far as being creative. Mm-hmm. We're either playing basketball or we're rappers. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, or football, some type of athletic sport. Um, and I want to show a diversity of artists. Mm-hmm. And But what's so fun, funny is my main, the main people who read the magazine is black men from the ages of, what was it, 23? 23 to 45. Hmm. 
I know. I was like, man, okay, okay. <laughs> so as you learn about your audience and you learn about those who support or reach a magazine, then you then that helps you cater to your audience and really build things around them. Yeah, yeah. And that helps keep them engaged and to um, do all of that. So after I find my, figure out what theme it is, I, that's first. And then I figure out what type of artist would I have in that issue. Mm-hmm. Because the cover the cover people, I always try to highlight about five. Okay. No more than five. Yeah. Because um, I try to keep it within a 63-page um, span. So um, everybody that's on the cover is really cued into the theme. And in the inside, there's a couple different like subcategories mm-hmm. where we have like um, business and entertainment. So they will go into business. Like we definitely got to have you with the podcast in there. So I try to reach out to different businesses that is relevant to the theme. Okay. Um, sometimes it, it kind of feathers a little bit, but I try to stay as connected with that. I'll give you a suggestion. Okay. Um, have you been to Biscuits and Jams over here? I've heard of it. It's literally just right down like in this area. Uh-huh. And, um, it's a female black lady. Her name is <sighs> slipping my mind. <laughs> but uh, I did a podcast. She was the first podcast I did okay. in this building. Okay, great. And um, I think it's Monique. Like, I definitely Williams, look up the business. Something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, she owns Biscuits and Jams, but she okay. also owns like, I want to say two other restaurants. Okay. And she has a business about like i want to say it's helping women entrepreneurs or nice. something like that so i think she would be a good yeah a good uh feature yeah down the road for whatever yeah. you plan on doing Love and stuff that. like that so yeah so definitely like business and entertainment is one um i have a lit not literature a lifestyle section and in lifestyle um, I highlight, I have a community section where I highlight different podcasts, different um, albums or books and stuff like that. Um, I have a section on, oh, it's so many. Oh, my God. I <laughs> them off the top of my head. We that's have, all the mental health. That's, that's yes, been a big thing. Yes, mental health really, is yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, have design and creativity. It's like it's a lot of different different categories within um, each section of the magazine that caters to different genres Mm -hmm. of artists. So I want to be able to make sure I highlight a lot of different type of artists to showcase the diversity Mm. within the community. We're not just one thing. So um, it's fun. Are these things that you were really interested about or are you like, ah, these would be good topics to talk about? It's somewhat... Kind of both. Okay. So I like to... I really like to push the envelope into... Um, try different things mm. and to try different um, different topics. Yeah. Like you mentioned mental health. One of the issues, I want to say the fourth issue, it was um, mind over matter. Mm. And a lot of people are like, okay, so what does, what does that mean? So my, I love playing with words. My best friend, Dwayne Lobel, he's perfect with words, <laughs> but um, I'm not as good as him, but um, I love playing with words. And mind over matter, basically, in that theme, I talked about how mental health affect us as artists and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I had, a, of course, the people that was on the cover were, of course, um, authors. And then I had entrepreneurs and speakers and stuff like that getting different perspectives 
of different type of artists. I asked every person that's on the cover the exact same question. Mm. And the thing what I love about it is nobody's answer is the same. Because all of us have different backgrounds, different upbringings, and everything. So it's like once I saw that it's the same question, but each of us answer it differently. And I think that it's so powerful for us, um, for us black people who haven't seen some things or who haven't experienced some things and use the the interview or the words from the artist to get um, inspiration from them. Like, mm. I think it was, it was, um, was it? I think it was the sixth issue and it was called The Art of Performance. Okay. And I had different types of performing artists. And one of them was a black ice skater hmm. from Canada. I think it was from Canada. I think it's from Canada. And it was so different because I've never seen like a black like, yeah. hip hop ice skater. Yeah. Like, wait, this is real. <laughs> so I thought it was perfect. And the way he shared how ice skating was so big for him and how his, I think his name is Elaj Baldi, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing it right. I think E L L A J. I think it's Baldi is his last name. Um, black guy. And it's so cool. So cool. And the way he described how hip hop and ice skating isn't looked at like an ice skating, it's a European sport. Yeah. So mainly, in other words, it's a white sport. And um, it was so nice to see how he um, used his platform to showcase his artistry into hip hop and ice skating and how he opened the doors for the next generation of artists who want to get into ice skating, especially black people. Hmm. Um, and it was definitely interesting to get that perspective. And we had dancers like Lottie L. Yates, who's huge in Memphis, and so many different type of performing artists that can share you know, different perspectives of what art means to them. So it's definitely interesting, and it's so much fun to see how each of them answer the question. So I really look forward to those um, those interviews. I listened to a music business podcast, mm-hmm. and it's uh, by Bobby Osinski. Oh, and sound familiar. at the end of every episode, he always asks the same question. It's, um, it's like, what's the best business advice you've ever received or you know figured out along the way and yeah everybody there's a lot of answers that have been similar yeah but um when everybody gives their answer what he what he ended up doing was he wrote a book called 150 best like music business advice Mm. and it was everybody's answer to the question that was his book and i was like that was genius you use your own content to make new content exactly (laughs) they can't sue him because i got it well you was on my show when you said it yeah (laughs) and i and i had something like that where i was able to use that when i'm marketing or promoting the magazine um, and it's, I ask a lot of similar questions. One of them that I used to ask a lot is, what does art mean to you? Mm. And I got a lot of similar answers. And some people didn't know what that means. So I say either, what does art mean to you? Or what is your definition of art? Uh-huh. Um, a lot of times it all, everybody said it differently, but it all wanted down to freedom. Hmm. So I was like, okay, so I got to think of another question. Um, and then I got into what I use now to promote um, awareness for each artist is I ask, what advice would you give to an artist who's trying to, an inspiring artist who's trying to get into the same field as you? Hmm. So they can go with whatever type of field of art you're in, whether you're a singer, rapper, skater, 
um, whatever, painter, what advice would you give somebody who's trying to pursue that same that same field? Yeah. And that's been the golden token for me where I can have something to promote they part or their um their issue or their article. And it's just to be able to get all of those different answers and that advice that you would never think to get. So my biggest thing with it is it's a creative lifestyle and empowerment magazine. Mm. So you've heard of lifestyle magazines yeah, yeah. where they just have different type of stuff. So I was like, I want to say it's a creative lifestyle where you show where I show the different perspectives of what is the personal life of an artist is like. And when I have the empowerment magazine, it's all about empowering the next generation. I'm always about that. I try not to say inspiration or inspire so much mm. because inspiration runs out. Yeah. And I want to take you beyond that spark of inspiration to give you the authority to step into your art with empowerment. Yeah. So I want to push you. Yeah, okay, you want to do it? So what are we doing? What is the action steps that you're doing? So I like to take the advice from these artists or to get the behind the scenes of what their life was like or what are one of the questions is I ask. What is the biggest lesson you've learned and the biggest mistake that you had to you know overcome? Mm. Getting answers like that help those who are trying to become a singer or trying to become an actor get somewhat of a heads up of what to possibly look for mm-hmm. or what mistake not you know not to make or maybe not to, not necessarily to not make but to kind of be ahead of the curve because I know sometimes us as black people. We don't have a lot of resources. Yeah. And to um, get that advice from professionals who are already in the game helps um, qualify their article even more because I like to I like to give back. I like to share what we have or what um, influence that we have. And for me, people be up to famous. You got look, I ain't famous, child. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to. I love what I do, and I just love to be able to create create platforms where it can be a safe space for all of us. No matter who you are, what walk of life you're a part of, um, you can always come to my table and sit and share your story and be authentically you with no judgment. Mm-hmm. And I just try to create that that platform for artist feature to show a variety of different artists with a variety of different perspectives. So I think it works perfect. And it's been doing so good. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's a great thing to have this open conversation, yeah. and uh, you know, again, I say that's why I love my podcast. It's right. because it's this open ended thing. Mm-hmm. Like nine times out of ten, everybody's like you. They they ask, you know, what are you going to ask me? You know, right. what do I need to prepare? What do I need to bring? <laughs> I'm just like, we're just talking, right? And it kind of freaked me out <laughs> and I, because every other podcast, this is the first podcast that I've been on that. I didn't have no type of itinerary, no type of, okay, so we're going to talk about this, this, and this. I was like, oh, my God. So my anxiety went up, and I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. I'm like, what is he going to ask? Okay, he <laughs> looked me up. I don't know what he saw, what he might ask. I was like, okay. So I, I just bring a couple of things just to have yeah, something yeah. to talk about. But when you told me that you found me through Courtney, I was like, okay, the magazine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's this format is just so chill and and conversational that every time somebody who I know was probably like nervous before when they get here, it's like, I can't even tell. And it's because I I try to make it easy for everybody to just, 
I, I, you know, my questions aren't like super like deep and it's like, yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking when your mother did, you know, it's nothing <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, how did they make you? <laughs> <laughs> I just try to make it to where like, you know, we're talking about stuff that you're used to. So yeah. I'm not going to bring up, you know, stuff that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. I hate that. Like if I was the president, oh I would God. do a horrible job because they asked like the most random, <laughs> yeah. dumb questions. And I'm just like, is the president allowed to say, I don't know? <laughs> because right. sometimes they should probably use that. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes people just ask these questions, just trying to make people, I don't know, just, I think sometimes people like media people will try to make themselves seem smarter or yeah. better than other people. I'm just like, yo, just ask them a simple question and, Somebody's going to show you who they are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's an idiot, they're going to show oh, you, you they're an idiot. Real quick. Based off a simple question. Yeah. So, that's with this, you know, I just let people talk. Just, yeah. you know, just give us, it's let cool. us let us know who you are and, just, right. and we'll talk about it. So. Right. And when you said that to me, I was like, oh my God, it's so many layers. It's so <laughs> many layers. I, t- I can go so deep into stuff. That's why I have to tell myself, don't overthink it. Chill out. <laughs> Do your breathing exercise. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be all right. But yeah, so it's definitely from like I said, I brought the I brought my medal and I brought my book. Um, so what's the book? So okay, so the book is Becoming a Living Testimony. Um, it's literally my um I don't want it was it was like a diary or a journal that I went through going through kidney disease. So I was diagnosed with kidney disease at the age of three. Um it was hereditary from my mother. And um through the process, I wanted to share my journey of what it was like as a teenager to go through kidney disease. Mm-hmm. And the best way I could do it was to literally highlight the stuff that I wrote in my journal along the way. As I was going through certain things or certain pains or certain you know mood swings and stuff like that. So for those who are on dialysis, a lot of people just see that in like older people. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily see it in younger people. If you do, you don't hear nothing. Yeah. So it's like I wanted to be able to, I guess, be that face for the young, the young black um, people who go through dialysis mm-hmm. or who've been through it, and to be a positive representation. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much negative representation around dialysis and kidney disease and organ and tissue donation and transplantation. All of that is <laughs> such a negative connotation around it. And I just want to be an example and to represent a positive light of things. Because I like to have fun and I like to keep it light <laughs> and, of course, educate people along the way. So mm-hmm. the book came as my journal to show how I was on my journey to becoming a living testimony. Because mm. I've heard people tell me that I'm a testimony, you're a living testimony. I'm like, like I ain't dead yet. <laughs> so let me show you how I'm becoming one. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on, um, I think I heard this from Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, and this kind of goes back into content creation, like don't create document. Mm-hmm. And that's been the best advice. Write that down. Don't create documents. So don't worry about it being perfect. Just document. And um, and that's how I do certain things. I would just document my process. Yeah. And to just show people what it's like. Because, of course, we're not going to be here forever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I would feel 
Like I didn't fulfill my mission if I didn't leave something for the people to have. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to do the book. But when I was on dialysis, I tell people I made a bet with God. Mm. I don't know who I thought I was at 13, but I was like, I'm going to make a bet. <laughs> so uh, when I told my mom, she was like, how are you going to make a bet with God? I said, well, I did. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, look. And I talked to him like one of my homeboys. I was like, okay, look, play <laughs> Got to talk to your player. I'm like, if you get me through this, I promise I would do everything in my power to help and share my story with whoever you allow me to. Mm -hmm. During the time I was struggling with my sexuality, I was dealing with kidney disease, and I was an artist. Mm. So those are my three communities right there. So okay. I'm like, okay, so how can I share? That's why when you see it talk about me, I'm like, there's so many layers. <laughs> but um, that's when I said when I made the promise of I would do everything in my power to help somebody else or to share my story with who you allow me to, I got three communities that I can tap into. Absolutely, yeah. So it like it broadens the horizon for me to be able to help these these three communities. But my biggest thing is just to spread positivity with whatever. You can never go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you can be a positive representation, no matter who you are, it will flow through people. So it's like, even though people don't you know, support my lifestyle or don't like me or whatever, it takes two to you know fight. Yeah. So you can be mad all you want to. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with you. Yeah. So... Um, I've been blessed to be able to share my story, each of my stories, mm -hmm. to um, a variety of different people and travel to tell it. And it's been amazing. Um, but my biggest thing is just positivity and empowering the next generation, whatever that may be, whether it's the teenage gay people, whether it's artists, whether it's speakers, entrepreneurs, or just black people trying or see somebody who is getting it mm -hmm. and being a positive representation through it through it all. I'm not trying to stun on people. I'm not trying to boast and do all. Look, I'm good, yeah. but I mean, I ain't got to boast about it. You ain't going to see me with no pictures with no money. You ain't going to see that. All this flashing that we like to call. But um, I just like to be a positive representation and to show people that you can get far and be successful, whatever that means to you. Um and live and yeah. be whoever you want to be as long as you surround yourself with the right people. Make sure your environment is positive and um, just go after it. Get right. yourself a good mentor. They help. Get a mentor. And what I mean by mentor is somebody who's been where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily just somebody who who speaks and all. It Sometimes it may not be that. Yeah. It's maybe somebody that's in that field that you're trying to get into and- you look up to them, mm. and you don't necessarily have to be their quote unquote official mentor. You can have mentors and just follow people. Mm. So it's like it's a lot of people when it comes to speaking. Like for me, one of my favorite speakers is um, Trent Shelton. Amazing. Um, he has an amazing story, but he's one of the people that I look up to when it comes to speaking, be able to um, get into deep conversations when you're talking with people and to really pull out the meat of a conversation or to really dig deep and to see who a person really is. Because I really love to get into deep conversation. I'm a sucker for deep conversation. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you may not be with them in person, but you can follow them and still be inspired by somebody's story. Mm -hmm. So that's what basically what I try to do when it comes to me having two, I have two mentees and to be able to show them or to be an example um, 
to them to, you know, living in your truth or living the best life that you know how. Yeah. And to to really to just to just be, to really just be and not be so hard on yourself about doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Cause I know what it's like when some people live in double lives or some people, okay, we're gonna be on social media or we're gonna do this, or I gotta make sure I have this type of persona. What you see today is what you get. This is me. Um, just don't catch me on a bad day. Look, not that day. It's not that day. No pictures, please. <laughs> but it's really all about positive energy and to show love. Mm-hmm. And you, when you lead with love, it don't have no choice but to follow you back. So. Something you said earlier, um, just staying on that kind uh-huh. of topic. You were talking about um, costing nothing to share. Yeah, information. Um, that's that's something I've never understood for like for people who don't do that and yeah. a lot of times i will share people's stuff like i'll hit that freaking um was it like a mail sign yeah, on, uh-huh. on instagram and i'll tag them in it and they're like oh my god thank you so much for sharing i'm just like it's not that big of a deal exactly. but for some reason it is that big of a deal because not a lot of people do it and i've never understood like if you're following somebody i'm about to drop some bombs on <laughs> and, I don't, and i don't mind doing it but a lot of people they just follow all these celebrities and stuff like that, and like they might not even like their post, they might not even comment their post, might not even share their post. But to me, that's a waste to follow. Like, why are you following somebody who you don't even like really try to interact with? Right. I think it's a lot better to follow your friends, family members, whatever that are doing things yeah. and. I've I've unfollowed a, a good bit of my actual friends because they never post. Like they right. don't post anything. So I'm just like, why am I following, <laughs> why am I following you? you? But like people who are who I really hardly ever talk to, like you. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know who you were. I just mm-hmm. I, I don't even know why I really like truly started following you. Mm-hmm. But like I knew Courtney had that post about you know you in the magazine. I, yeah. I think I just saw that and I was like, well, I'll just follow him, see what he does. You know, yeah. keep up with him. But like. um it was just the fact that I knew you were doing stuff consistently. Yeah. And I knew you were consistent with it. So I was like, let me just keep following them and, and I'll just see what they end up yeah. doing. And I've shared your post before mm-hmm. and just thought whatever you were doing was cool. So yeah. I just shared it and yeah. I, I like your post. So that's something that I think more people really need to get into yeah. is just – like follow somebody you have no idea what they're doing, but you just like what they do right. and comment on their stuff. Like, Hey, this great job on this or blah, yeah. blah, whatever. Yeah. You can be as corny and cheese ball <laughs> as you want to and, and share their posts. And yeah. they're nine times out of 10. They might um, realize that you're doing that yeah. and realize you're being genuine. Like not that many people consistently like or comment or share posts and like, don't have malintentions behind right, it. Like some right. people will do that just to get notoriety, or they'll be like, uh, you know, so and so's trash. I, yeah. I've seen on Twitter, <laughs> well, somebody will like comment on a famous person's post, like you're so trash, or something yeah, like that, and the, and the person out. will comment back, and they're like, well, I didn't really mean that. You, I really like your stuff and all this. And it's like what you were just looking for, <laughs> right? So ridiculous, but I yeah, do that to have that. the genuine intent yeah. of social media. I'm just just sharing somebody's yeah. stuff because people need that. Like yeah. you need your followers to share because that 
But one person sharing that might evolve into so many more people following exactly. you. And then those people will share and then yeah. your community just grows. Exactly. And the, the whole thing of it, I mean, I can only speak for me. I don't necessarily just do what I do just to, like I said, to boast. Um, my thing is to just shift the narrative. Mm. Like it's so much negativity around us as black people already. Could we get some type of positivity <laughs> going on? Yeah, yeah. So- um, on my social media, if you haven't noticed yet, every Friday, 9 o'clock, Central Standard Time, um, I do this thing where- Hold on, <laughs> let me guess. To, to, to prove that I'm paying attention to your post. <laughs> okay. Is this where you're in your car singing? Yes. Okay. Yes. You hey, got you. it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. So I, I love I love to have fun. And um, so for the past, I want to say about two, three weeks- I've been hammered with magazine stuff and really just been doing my day job and um, coming home when I get off my day job, I do the magazine stuff. So I don't have much time to post. I got so much stuff to catch up on with my personal page. But on Fridays, my supporters make sure they let me know. I don't care what you got going on. <laughs> on Fridays, I need my video. Yeah. I had so many people call me one time when I didn't do a Friday video. Like, <laughs> what you doing? Like, this is my motivation to get me started. Oh, so um, every morning, every no, every Friday morning, which I actually do that every day, but I only record it on Fridays. But um, every Friday morning, I record myself... Uh, Jamming to one of my favorite songs in a car, which I have a concert every time I'm in the car. <laughs> so um, it's like I have it. It's called like a jam session is what I call okay. it. It's just a minute. So I think I record like on um, Snapchat. Oh, okay. Giving, giving you secrets. Look at that. So <laughs> Snapchat only gives you like a minute to record gotcha. while I'm connected to my Bluetooth in the car. So I take that, take them from there, and just post it everywhere else. But this is, you have a minute to jam out to start your morning. So yeah. I can... Help you start your day up like we made it to Friday, y'all. It's Friday. Woo! The weekend is here. Yeah. So it's like a good booster for, you know, your morning. And I, um, I've i been doing it for about two years now. Oh, and wow. And they, they look forward to it. So it's always great to be able to um, help, you know, inspire somebody early in the morning to get mm. them started because you don't know what somebody's going through. And yeah. to kind of help boost their spirit or boost their energy for the morning. It's, it's, I feel like I've done my job as a human being. So it, it'd be fun, and I do that every Friday. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's those small little things yeah. is, is what really helps people out. Yeah. And being able to to touch people like that, hearing that kind of feedback right, from people. Right, they share. And my thing is I don't, I don't look forward to the share. I don't care if you follow me or not. My thing is if I can reach one person, hey, I've done my job. And it's a cliche around it, but it's for real. Yeah. If I could just reach one person and help, because I've gotten many emails or many calls of how something I said or posted impacted them or saved their lives or, you know, keep them from killing themselves. It's, it got real. Mm. And um, it really put a responsibility on you. Yeah, yeah. As you grow into um, maturity or as you grow in age or whatever, um, you really see how many people look up to you. Yeah, yeah. And life is a lot different <laughs> when you have, not I want to say it's a burden, but when you have that thing of knowing that somebody's looking up to you, you kind of carry yourself a different way. Mm -hmm. And you do certain things differently because yeah. people are watching. Mm -hmm. um, not saying you have to be fake, but it's like, would you want somebody to see you doing this? Or would you want 
um, what is this going to say about you, about your brand? So it's like when it comes to certain things, your personal brand could really mess your business up if if it's connected. Yeah. So I've seen many politicians who go through stuff like this, like you done messed yourself up in your personal life and now it's affecting your career. Mm. But um, I definitely don't look for likes or don't look for stuff like that because I know for me, I definitely like to comment. I comment on everybody that comments on my stuff, I comment back. Because I know how important that is yeah. for somebody who um, to comment back. Mm-hmm. And for them to comment on your stuff is already nice as the creator. Mm-hmm. And to show them that love back, it don't hurt just to say thank you. Yeah. So it's like doing those little things has gotten me and my brand to this level that it is now. And I'm super excited to see where it goes next and what happens next because the supporters are crazy. They are crazy, but I love them, and they keep me laughing, and they keep me going, and I tell them I do it for them, because look, if y'all want support like this, child, I'll be in, I'm an introvert. I'll be in my house watching HGTV with my cookies and cream ice cream oh, man. wrapped up in my zebra snuggie and just <laughs> living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great to just have a, a true community. Yeah. Community. It's, yeah. When you're just doing something, especially like an entrepreneur, when you're yeah. you know you're young and you just like just trying something yeah. out and you're like going full force, when you don't get that feedback from fans or whatever, mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, is this is this working? Yeah, is this working? Is yeah. this landing? I don't think people are liking this, but just just one person, yeah, just that just one, one person saying something that truly is meaningful to yeah. you, you're like, okay. It's the only, that's the only insurance. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you <laughs> but need. But I, I tell people who, I've had a couple um, teenage entrepreneurs come to me about a certain issue just like that. Nobody is liking it and nobody's ain't coming or liking the stuff. I don't think it's working. I've said, okay, look, when it comes to one starting off a business, don't nobody know you. Yeah. Don't nobody know you. Yeah. And like when I came out with the magazine- um, it was free. Like this issue, the latest issue was the only one that now I start charging for as far as like mm. the digital version. Yeah, yeah. So the physical versions was always you had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the digital versions was free up until this point. Okay. Um, and the reason I did that was because nobody knew who I was. They mm-hmm. knew who I was as Artavius or Tay, but they didn't know who Artist Feature was. Mm-hmm. So what I tell a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of businesses not give yourself away for free. I'm not saying that. But um, be a little bit more lenient because nobody know you. Yeah. And so I did that to show people this is what I'm bringing with mm-hmm. this magazine. You see the people that we're booking for the magazine. Um, you see the type of conversation that we're having and how it's impacting all these people. Now we are establishing our worth. Mm. Once we got it and now I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, I've had people tell me after that first and second issue, you should have been charging then. But I was like, I wasn't comfortable then because my thing is, I'm a stubborn perfectionist. I have to remember that and tell people, look, I'm a stubborn perfectionist. I'm trying, working on it. But if my name is on it, it's going to be right. Yeah, yeah. I don't just put out anything. I don't just rush stuff. I don't care how long it takes. Look, I'm a season behind already. This was a spring season and it came out in the summer. Mm. So, But my thing is, you best believe when you get it, it's going to be worth the wait. Mm. So it's like really 
put your all into what you do. Yeah, and yeah. if you, when you're first starting out again, no, nobody know you. So you have to make them know you. Mm. And how you do that is continue to go out and network. Collaborate with people. Don't be scared to collaborate with people. It don't cost nothing. Find somebody that's in your niche or doing what you're doing and help. Yeah, Just yeah. offer service. Y'all can maybe help each other in your businesses. Find ways to build a community of supporters and go out and support other people. Mm-hmm. And to make it known that you was there, take a picture with them, post it. I was at such and such event. They did great. Boom. They see it. Now they know you. Yeah. So it's the small things that you can do to help become to build your notoriety. And um, as you're doing it, give it your all and nobody's supporting right now, that's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you like it, yeah. keep doing it because that's all that matters at the end of the day. If you're doing something because other people like it and you really don't like it, who you think hurting at the end of the day? Yep. So it's like I knew going this route with the magazine was a little risky because art magazines aren't like this. Mm-hmm. But I was willing to take that chance because I knew how impactful it would be. Thinking of those artists from undergrad when the professors told them your art isn't a Picasso, so you ain't worthy. Keeping that in my mind of um, empowering the artists to believe in themselves. Mm. And like I tell you, I have my quote, well, always believe in yourself because I know I believe in you. Mm. And to have somebody to believe in you... <sighs> <laughs> Man, it's just that feeling of somebody believe in me. So yeah, I yeah. gotta keep going. Having that is everything. Yeah. So I always tell every artist I know or every person that I come in touch with or when I'm doing a speaking engagement, I end everything I do with that. Mm. And when I write in my little um in the magazine under the I think it's the editor's letter, I end it with that because I want you to Always believe in yourself and believe in your craft, no matter what that is. Mm-hmm. But you just want to do dog grooming. If that's what you want to do. Because I actually got a guy who's on featuring in another issue that do dog grooming. Okay. Amazing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Coloring these dogs like people. But um, it's just the different things. It's it's fun. And I just want people to just believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what your mama say, your dad and them say. If they don't believe it, they want you to go to med school or whatever. You want to just sit in the house and draw in your art pad. Find a way. And I think I... Um, it was an entrepreneur that I interviewed. He said, um, "He said when it, uh, when you find the thing that what you like to do, find out how to monetize it. Mm. When you can monetize your passion, then you can go go into your entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's it. Mm-hmm. Find the thing and find out how can you monetize it. Like with your podcast, how can you monetize it? Maybe you have somebody." A brand of water or whatever you have, find ways to, you know, get sponsorships and mm. to collaborate with different brands or maybe you have a t-shirt on that's a brand and um, give them a shout out. It's 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 ways that you can do it and maybe like have a slideshow or something or a logo, whatever. It's so many different things that you can do to monetize mm. your passion. So that was one thing that I took back from that interview was find a way to monetize what you like to do. And that all that stuck with me, and I just try to tell them to believe in yourself and find a way to make that money. You doing what you love, and you would never go wrong. <laughs> never go wrong. Uh, let's get into the metal. What's, so, what's that about? This metal. Look, us black people don't get into this that much, <laughs> but um, 
So I'm a gold medalist. I'm an athletic. Um, I'm an athlete. So um, it's called the Transplant Games of America. Okay. So I'm a kidney transplant recipient. And basically, you may have heard of Donate Life America. So basically, the Transplant Games of America is literally like the Olympics for transplanted patients. Okay. And I was so excited because when I was um, on dialysis and everything, I couldn't be athletic. Yeah. And it hurt my heart because my mom and my dad are both athletes. Mm. My mom ran track and my dad played baseball. Okay. So I was like, I want to run track. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to fall. I'm not going to fall. So they was afraid that I'm going to fall and it's going to mess up the kidney and mm. all of that stuff. So I didn't get to be athletic in high school. So when I came across um, a pamphlet when I was at one of my doctor's appointments, and it was this company that I work for now, Mid-South Transplant Foundation, um, they was building a team for the transplant games. And when I saw that they had so many different games where this um, track and field, where it's swimming, golfing, bowling, everything you see at the Olympics, they had it at these games. And it basically, it's not big on like the competition. It's more so about spreading awareness about organ and tissue donation. Mm, so okay. in sharing the stories of um, other patients or other recipients who receive organs and tissues from those who have passed on or from those that are living donors. Okay. So um, that was amazing that I got a gold medalist. I got a gold medal in long jump. Oh, okay. Now, I've never done that before. Oh. <laughs> but things, I'm a runner, so I got, I have a gold, I have to have a gold, silver, and bronze. Um, the silver and bronze are in track and, well, all of them in track and field. But uh, I got a silver in the four by one hundred, and I got a bronze in the four hundred meter dash. Okay. And with the long jump, I was literally in line on YouTube looking up a quick tutorial on what's the form I need to have when I jump. <laughs> so it was so much fun and to be able to do that and to be able to say I'm a gold medalist. Yeah. That, that's quite a feeling. Yeah. There. So it's like to have that and to be able to. Again, have something to represent that I've done this or I've been able to achieve this. It's not there to like boast or it's there to show that I went through all of this when it came to kidney disease and all, and I still was able to follow my dreams and do the things that I wanted to do. You can too. Yeah. So if I can do it, who's been through all of these surgeries and all of this stuff, for a person who don't have that, what's your excuse? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, again, I try to use my life as an example to show people that you can do whatever you want to, mm-hmm. whatever you want to, whatever you have the vision or dream to be, figure out a way to do it. Do what you got to do to get to where you're trying to go. And that's just with anybody who hears this, do whatever you got to do. That's, that's right. Now, don't do nothing stupid. <laughs> but do what you got to do to get to where you're trying to go. And I say the biggest thing is to have that vision board. Um, know what your purpose is. Really, really, really figure out what your purpose is, because that's gonna be your roadmap to get you to where you you want to go. Um, and for me, I realized that mine was basically to help people. A lot of a lot of things is to basically be of service mm-hmm. to somebody else. And um, how I live my life now is going back to that promise or that bet I made with God. I do everything I can in my power to help somebody else if he get me off of dialysis. Mm-hmm. So here I am 17 years later, still make sure I fulfill the promise because I ain't trying to go back. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I do everything out of love. I lead with love and I try to lead and be a positive representation of my three communities and to just show people you can do whatever you want to do because if I did it, you can do it. Yeah. And it goes into acting and everything. It's like, oh my God, it's amazing. So it's just follow your dreams, whatever that is, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, this question, I was just thinking about it. Um, never heard it from anybody else, but what is... Um, like the best advice you could give somebody trying to do your career. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, okay. So I would say one as a solopreneur. I guess that'll be the career that I have. Um, always believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. And, and God has said that to me in a dream. That's why when I woke up from the dream, I wrote it down real mm. fast. And I said, I'm going to say this. He just, just continued to say that. And I was saying it so much, I said it to somebody. And, and it showed me, he told me how much it impacted him. I said, oh, this is going to be my quote. So every chance I get or any advice I can give to anybody who's trying to be a solopreneur, um, it's like, always believe in yourself. Trust the process. It sucks in the beginning. You're going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> it's going to be okay. They say it takes about, what, two to three years before a brand or for something that's, like, established. Yeah. If you can make it there. I'm at two, so, look, I'm, I'm hanging in there. But, um, yes, hang in there, believe in yourself. It don't matter if nobody believes in you. As long as you believe in yourself and what you do and you leading with positivity and you're trying to help somebody, go for it. Go for it. Trust yourself. Be easy on yourself. Don't be too harsh on yourself because we have it bad and being hard on ourselves with a lot of things. So give yourself grace um, and always believe in yourself and your craft. You could never steer yourself wrong. As long as you believe it, it don't matter what nobody else thinks. You got it. So you know you know the vision you have. You, you've seen the vision. And I joke with people. They be like, um, God gave me the vision. He didn't mm. give it to nobody else, so they're not going to see it. Mm. So stop wrestling with trying to get other people to see your vision. Mm. They're not going to see it. You have to create something physical that they can see. Yeah, That's how they see the vision. So stop worrying and putting so much pressure on yourself and on people to, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Look, see the vision. They ain't going to see it Yeah, because he gave it to you, not to them. You have to make them see it. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I would tell them. Believe in yourself, trust yourself, and stop trying to make people see your vision. They ain't going to see it. You have to make them see it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great advice for artists, like uh, musicians yeah. as well, because I'll, like, when you're, when you're working on a song, you want people to love it, like, yeah. as soon as they hear it, yeah. and they might not, but they also didn't see you making that song. They didn't see what you were thinking, what you were doing. All they care about is the end product. Yeah. So when somebody isn't super excited, mm -hmm. when they hear your music, like it's, it's it kind of may not have been for yeah. them. To, yeah. It may not be your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not your job to make them love that. <laughs> there you go. So you just kind of have to continue what you're doing and yeah. just, and just continue to love what you're doing yeah. and, and find that passion behind it. Because as I said, like people aren't going to see that vision that you had in mind yeah. for, for whatever your work is. Yeah. Sometimes what you see and what you produce may be completely different. Yeah. But the thing is, you keep being true to who you self as an artist, whether you're a musician or a painter or whatever, 
Keep being true to yourself. And again, be easy on yourself because as you grow, you develop. Yeah. And give yourself a chance to develop and find your lane. Because a lot of times when new artists come out, when it comes to music, it's not too many representations or not too many people they have to model off. Yeah. So it's a lot of rappers sound the same. Yeah. So the thing that makes all of these famous rappers or all of these different rappers that become hot is they discover what makes them different. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that thing that makes you different. And when it came back to me with the, the whole kidney thing, that's what made me different. It's like really focus on how can you master what makes you different or your adversity. Use that as your step stool to, you know, do what you need to do. Yeah. So it's like what makes you different that you can master to use to your advantage. Mm. So that's what, that's what I would tell them. It's like that's how you stand out. You take what's different from you or mm. you take what's odd about you or what's special or unique and use it to your advantage. Yeah. I found this uh this guy, he um he had his limbs amputated, like his his legs and his arms. Mm. And he have like, I don't wanna say bionic um things now. Prosthetic. He, yeah. So he have those and he used that to his advantage. Mm. Like how often would you see that in somebody who have all these prosthetics and is a rapper? Mm. So it's like use what is unique about you, use to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, some people might not like it, but as you grow and as you grow into your craft and you're mastering your craft and getting your what they say, hundred thousand hours or yeah. ten thousand hours, once you get all that in, whatever, how many hours, um, You'll find your niche. You'll mm. find your tribe. Your tribe will find you. But the thing is to continue being authentic and honest with your craft. Because as long as you're authentic with it and your and your supporters grow with you, and, and I hate to always have to go back to Beyonce, but Beyonce started when she was young, young. Mm-hmm. And us as fans or whatever, we grew with her. Yeah. And we've been able to follow her journey as she transitioned to all of these different things and these different phases of her career. And it's like, it's nothing this woman can't put out that is not going to sell out. Yeah. It's her. So it's like once you understand your your tribe or your audience, you'll understand what they like or mainly what they like is what you like mm-hmm. because you've been true to yourself through it. And as you learn about your audience and everything, you'll know what what your audience will like, or you'll know you'll be able to be willing and comfortable to change up. And you know your artist, your audience will respect, you know, your input. So it's like be honest and authentic with who you are, and your tribe will find you sooner or later. But just stay true to who you are. Continue to go forth and push forth in your vision mm. and in due time they will find you. Absolutely. Do you think this has turned out to what you visioned? It actually when it comes to the book and the magazine, it came out bigger than what I thought it would be. Mm. Because the book I literally just wanted I was like, okay, I'm writing it. It'll be one for me and probably about ten people may want mm. it. And this this is the exclusive I was talking about in my Post if y'all read it. 
I checked, I think it was two weeks ago, and the book has now sold over 400 copies. Oh, wow. So it's been, um, I like to holler when I saw it. <laughs> but I was like, what? So I was through when it got to 200. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. But I haven't checked it in a minute because I've been so booked with the magazine. But when I checked it the other day, I was like, what? It was like 402. I said, we made four. That's okay. awesome. So it's like continue to push forth with your personal brand and mm. your vision into, you know, just be leading with love. And um, love will always find its way back. And i just been doing that, not even stressing about if they were selling or not. None of that. It's just like continue to be you and continue to serve and continue to pour into other people and give what you've gotten. Yeah. And it'll come back. So it's just been a blessing to say I've sold 400 books. It ain't set in yet, but yeah. woo! <laughs> mm, so it's been it's been amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Right. Um, give everybody your info, how they can reach you, and okay. um, and all that good stuff. All right. Well, you can always go to my website, where it's like the source for all of my stuff. ArtaviusVZ.com. I'm gonna spell it because it's a hood name. I know. <laughs> It's A-R-T, catch the art, A-R-T-A-V, like in Victor, I-U-S, last name V-Z, V as in Victor, E-A-S-E-Y.com. So ArtaviusVZ.com. Um, social medias, um, for the most part, at ArtaviusVZ. Um, I think, in, not Instagram, I think Facebook is TayVZ for like my personal one, but the quote-unquote professional one is Artavius VZ. But for the most part, you just type in Artavius VZ, everything will come up. But the website is where the house of everything. Um, the magazine at Artist Feature Mag, that's A-R-T-I-S-T-F-E-A, hold on, F-E-A-T-U-R-E-M-A-G on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah. That's that's the place that you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This was amazing. (laughs) My anxiety went down as soon as we got started. (laughs) Awesome. Well, everybody check them out. Um, Thank you for coming on again. And um, thank you for everybody for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. All right.